everybody. I'm Cynthia Garrett and welcome to Girl Club. Real talk, real issues, real girls and real faith. That's what we're all about around here. And today we're going to move from uh, the last really powerful past couple of months where we've been really focused in about the spirit of rejection and all of the stuff that goes with it and how it breeds a real identity confusion in our lives and causes us to respond in a variety of ways, none of which are godly. So joining me to move on in the conversation today and dive into something new is Christina Reynolds, worship leader, singer, songwriter extraordinaire, girlfriend, great mom, great wife, um, someone who probably is harder on herself than anybody else ever would be, which makes her a really great woman of God. And that is true. So, hey, girl, how are you? <laughs> hey, thank you. That was very sweet. <laughs> very, very true. Very true. And then also joining us today is Christina Boudreau, who is a, an evangelist, a sister, a friend, a warrior for Jesus, and someone who lives out and walks out her faith, man, with like very little compromise. I, I'd say no compromise because I, I haven't found any yet. So with no compromise. Um, and Christina, uh, even the way that you date and, um, you know, live your life as a single young woman of God has impressed me beyond words because it's easy for us to sit here, right, and talk about all this stuff, but it's really difficult to walk all this stuff out. And, um, you know, I think that for me, as someone who's hosted a whole lot of talk shows, I mean, that is my entire background, my whole life, my career was always in hosting talk shows. My deep belief is that the world just does not need another talk show. It needs this, a walk show, something that teaches us how to walk out our lives every day in a real way with Christ. So um, jumping in, I kind of wanted to, you know, move from what we've been talking about and sort of open the floor up today because I've been working on this, this book about cancel culture and um, really kind of putting forth our response as believers, which should be the fruits of the spirit. And in going through those nine fruits, right, it's sort of like one fruit that has nine characteristics, and, and you all kind of know them, kindness, joy, love, patience, uh, gentleness, kindness, self-control. Um, I realized just how misunderstood all of these fruit are. And for me, I think a lot of it has to do with the actual faith struggle that uh, that this life really possesses. Um, and it started me thinking about how people, you know, we learn to forgive others, but we don't often learn to admit that we may be angry with God, that we may need to forgive God, right? That we may need to forgive ourselves when we're coming out of things or for the things that we're going through. So I just kind of wanted to open the floor, throw all of that out there, um, with the two of you today and let the Holy Spirit have his way in where he's going because he always seems to be going somewhere. And I think these best girl club sessions are the ones where we just follow the Holy Spirit. <laughs> so how's your week? 
mine's been rough. I'm not going to lie. I missed you guys last week. I hope it was good. Um, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I, I don't even know what to say other than that. It's been really hard. I think I, I feel like it's interesting that like every time we have a girl club, it's almost like my life mirrors, <laughs> you know, kind of what's going on and what gets highlighted for you, Cynthia, to bring up. So I feel like I'm still processing. So how about you go first, Christina? Oh, my week, dude. You know, I think I'm just in a season where God has really, like, honestly, I've just had a series of just really just like, you know, like, like battle after battle, like storm after storm for so long. And that's just been kind of the reality of my life, you know, like even since moving and having my own place now, I feel like even now is the time where God is allowing me to confront my brokenness um, so much more, you know, like, like really uh, like healing from the wounds of like past battles, but there's also new battles, you know? And so I think from one battle to the next, there's always a season where it's like you go out and you fight one battle and you have to go back and take your armor off and heal. And then you put your armor back on to go into another battle. And sometimes you're put in battles and you go through things that you don't necessarily ask for, you know, you just are kind of in the midst of it and you're trying to heal, but you're also trying to battle at the same time. But I think sometimes in the midst of it, I've really asked the Lord, like, why, you know, when you look at the life of Paul, his, his life was marked by suffering, you know, but God gave him such a grace in the middle of his suffering. And when I look at my life, I've learned that my life, you know, just like Paul, you know, has been marked by a series of like of events where there's extreme suffering. But I think this last week, God has just given me really great perspective where I'm no longer asking the Lord why I'm no longer asking the Lord, um, you know, even like questioning him, but I'm at a point where I've thanked the Lord and I'm continually thanking the Lord for this, for the things I'm continually going through, because I realized that in this, you know, going from this different seasons I've gone through, it's almost like, you know, lifting weights in a gym and I've kind of been going, you know, to the gym and just trying to getting my body um, ready for, you know, just our tours and stuff I've coming up because I'm really trying to work on longevity when it comes to serving the Lord and everything. And so, but what I've realized spiritually over this last week is that the battles I've gone through in the past have actually been my spiritual workout that has given me strength from what I'm walking through in the present and the things God is asking me to do in the present ministry wise. And I'm much more stronger now because of what I went through in the past. And so it's almost like I'm thanking the Lord for that workout I did spiritually for the last several years, because I feel a strength in my spirit where the Lord all week has just been speaking to me like, warrior arise like warrior arise this is not a season for you to for you to sit and really ask like why the battles are so hard but it's time for you to rise and face the battle with confidence because the enemy is being relentless in this season and i can either sit back and say god it's so hard or i can rise to the occasion and face the enemy head on and give God everything because God's been given, God has given everything to me. So I'm really in that season where I'm just in a season where I'm doing battle confidently with the Lord and through the Lord and uh, not having like a victim mindset, Cynthia, like you talk about. It's really about having a mindset where I'm just facing 
life head on, battles head on, and seeing it all as a gift because we're all given tools and wisdom through those battles that we can pass on to others that I wouldn't take back. Like those lessons are priceless. And so that's just kind of been my week has just been processing that perspective, you know? So that's actually, it's crazy that you say that Christina, because I feel like you're just articulating what I've been feeling for actually this entire year for the last, what are we almost August tomorrow, like almost eight months. This year has been really hard. And I, I feel that same thing. It's been like almost like battle after battle of just like, why this is just so exhausting. But I think the Lord has, you know, kind of jumping off what you're saying has been like teaching me that teaching me a lot about the spirit realm that I've, I've lived just in the world that I can see with my eyes. And I haven't really acknowledged beyond like, Holy spirit, you're my helper. You're my friend beyond that. I never, I haven't really like acknowledged the actual spiritual realm and like, the battle that is being waged around us, you know, that we can't see with our eyes, but we can definitely feel in our emotions. We can see in our circumstances, you know, we can see in the people around us and like, you know, the news and media and all that we can see it there. But like, um, that's really great perspective though, Christina, to see it as just training unto the next thing, unto the next thing. I love that you're walking to confidence because what's interesting is like, we just got hit with, Oh, something, something that really sucks this week. I won't go into it today, but, um, but I have, I've, I've had, this is the first time I haven't felt so jolted to where I was like crying and like being like, where are you God? Are you even good? Like, it wasn't that I like, I really do feel like the Lord is like going, Hey, I led you through all that. So that let's, Mm -hmm. let's, let's kind of like test out those muscles that you gained over the last eight, eight months of like being head on with different circumstances, whether people were like, you know, slandering you or finance or just whatever it was, you know? And um, so now we're facing another big semi, it's not a crisis. I don't want to be over dramatic, but we're facing another huge thing. And I'm feeling more steadfast going, this is a faith walk, man. Like I am turning to you, Jesus. Like you said, I'm wanting to be confident and like face it head on. Mm-hmm. So I, man, that was really clarifying for me, even yeah. you sharing that. You know, it, it makes me think of um, 2 Corinthians 4, verse 17. And Anna, while, while, while you look for it, um, to put it up on screen, uh, uh, actually go from 2 Corinthians 4, from verse 16 to 18. And, and for those of you watching, and good morning, ladies, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening all over the world. And I forgot to say good morning this morning, or good evening, or good afternoon. So welcome, and I'm always happy that you guys are here. And if you're joining us just now, uh, you know, it makes me think of this scripture, Christina and Christina, because of a number of reasons. For, first of all, he's working in us, right, an eternal weight of glory, uh, the, the Bible tells us. And, and, you know, and I love to read different translations and dive into even a sentence of scripture because the different translations sort of put a lot of things in context. So, you know, he's working in us a glory that outweighs everything else that we might have gone through. And I find it really um, powerful what you're saying. And as an encouragement, I would just read this scripture to you, you know, um, 2 Corinthians 4, 16 to 18 says, therefore, we do not lose heart. 
Though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary affliction is producing for us an eternal glory that is far beyond comparison. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For Mm -hmm. what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. And I think, you know, here lies the crossroad for all of us as believers. Uh, What we see is heavy. It's weighty, you know, and, and it's a, it's really a faith choice to believe and accept and understand that what we don't see is much heavier in a good way than Mm -hmm. what we do see, you know, and that what is being worked out in us is creating a much more eternal glory for us. And, and it's, it's weighty, what's being created in us, I find, because to whom much is given, much is required. So you pay a price to have that weightiness in the spirit, in the kingdom, but it's so powerful. It weighs so much. It's so important. It's the biggest stone of all, right? That's being worked out in you because I believe that it drops like a brick on the plans of the enemy, not just in your life, but in the lives of everyone around you. And I think about, you know, our one true calling. Mm -hmm. Jesus said, go into all the world and make disciples. He didn't say go into all the world, have a great career, be a good songwriter, win a few Grammys, have a definite two or three TV shows in prime time and, you know, become a famous model. He didn't say that. He said, go into the world and make disciples. So basically his only concern has always been his only concern that whatever it is that we do, that we will do it with one mindset that we are there to make disciples. Mm -hmm. Right. And man, the enemy throws the gates of hell against us to Mm -hmm. keep us from being really clear about something very simple and powerful. And um, I think that, you know, what man means for evil, God means for good. And that whatever the two of you have gone through, whatever, you know, all of you watching are going through, you know, or any of us are going through, it's, it's, it's going to be a powerful weapon. It already is in the hands of God, because the fact that we're sitting here dialoguing about it on a day when sometimes after a year, like I know you guys have had, or many of you have had who are watching, it'd be easier just to stay in bed. I mean, who really wants to get up and talk about the goodness of God when you feel like some bird just pooped on the house doorstep, Mm. you know, but I, but it's like, it is that hope in us, you know, that hope in us that causes this, you know? Right. And I just got to say, like, I, I love just back on that warrior spirit and of the suffering. I will say that I, my life can attest to the fact that suffering, if you will like walk through it with the Lord and walk through forgiveness and just lean into him, like it really does forge a strength within you. So like, Mm -hmm. I, I, I'm not sitting here going, I don't want to sit here and whine about my circumstances, but Mm -hmm. I like embracing it and feeling it and acknowledging it, but realizing like, wow, but it is forging something in me that when the next thing comes around, I'm like, Oh, let's go. You know what I'm saying? So, um, and seeing what you're talking about disciples, like I'm seeing that in like just the younger like women that I'm around that I'm able to pour into. I'm like, I don't even realize 
the things that have been forged in me until I'm around those young ones and I'm able to counsel them through their hard times. I'm like, girl, yeah. you've got this, you know? I mean, so I am very thankful for for the companionship of the Holy Spirit because I, I believe that every single person suffers, but it's like, I get to do it with Jesus, you know? Yeah. yeah. But yeah. I never, it's, I never take anything you say you know, as, as complaining. And, and I got to tell you, I never take anything any of us say as complaining. I think that, you know, when we're going through stuff, it's rough. It's rough. It's, it's real. We have real emotions. We have real anger, real pain, real sadness. And, and if we don't, you know, if we're not able to be real about that with each other without being judged as being like complainers, man, then right. where where are we supposed to go to reason together that God is good, even yeah. in the midst of all, of all this mess that, you know, in all True. things we will yet praise him. So like, I, I just think that, and I'm yeah. grateful for this space because I feel like it is a safe space for us to be, you know, in those moments of total... Yeah brokenness before the Lord and like being able to just vent and get it out because I, he knows it's there. I mean, right. he knows it's there, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know what specifically uh, Christina, you know, has happened this week with you, but I know this, if you're feeling like it was hard, I know it was hard, you know? I know that because I know what your walk is like. And, and I think that that is the testimony that you don't even realize. Any of you watching, you don't realize the testimony that you are every day, even as you're in the midst of your challenges and your tribulations, but you're standing. Hmm. You're standing. And I know your spirit, when someone else comes to you with the same problem or the same thing, you're, you're also encouraging them to stand. Yeah, that's good. Thank you, Cynthia. No, you, you gotta, you gotta remember that and cut yourself yeah. a break, you know, because one of the things I, I believe, I believe that women, you know, women who are overwhelmingly, you know, mm -hmm. unfortunately women who make up an overwhelming number of the church around the world today, right? Women, mm -hmm. um, we are hard on ourselves. You know, yes. I mean, even women who don't know the Lord are hard on themselves, but women who know the Lord are doubly hard on themselves because mm -hmm. we, we hold ourselves to this standard that is almost pharisaical. It's almost pharisaical. Wow. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, I feel you though. And, and I mean, especially in our, our like culture now, and there's so much like, you have to be strong. Like, you know, we're finally like, you know, applauding like strong women. Whereas before I was like, you have a Jezebel spirit. It's like, it's true though. There is this, I think, think a pressure to, to maybe like be strong in the wrong way, you know, yeah. in a, in a human way. And that's not what we're called to do. You know? Right. Right. And it's so interesting because so right now we know we've all been kind of watching the Olympics around the world, right? I've not been watching it because of certain things, but yeah, oh no, <laughs> I just, 
<laughs> yeah, I won't, we won't go there. I miss, I miss the, I miss those who stood on podiums and protested because I refuse to watch that. Because if you're protesting against the country that has given you safe passage, a place to train, and a way to get to Tokyo to compete in the Olympics on a world stage, you're protesting that. You need to move. You need to right. move. You need to check yourself because you are wrecking yourself in the eyes of people yeah. that really know and understand truth. You have no wisdom and your protest is falling on deaf ears because that is not the way to fight your battle. There's a mm-hmm. better way. So that said, <laughs> I've been watching, I've been watching, I've been watching a lot of the, the swimmers because mm-hmm. they strike me as some really awesome just young people who really respect the opportunity that they have and they honor the flag. They honor the country. They honor their opportunity. I mean, I love our men's and women's women's swimmers are amazing, but I've also been watching what's gone on, you know, with um, Simone Biles. And it's so interesting to talk about, you know, women and, Mm -hmm. and how we put pressure on ourselves and what we deal with. And I got to tell you, I don't know, you know, what she's going through. I have no idea. I don't think any of us do. We There have been allusions to mental illness or mental struggles or what have you. I don't know. I know there's a lot of pressure, you know, to be at her level. But I've definitely gone back and forth. And, it, and in a way, it may be a little humanistic of me because I've definitely had moments where I kind of looked and said, but hold on a second. I mean, she's at the Olympics. Like, you, what do you expect? It, it, I mean, it, it is pressure. You are on the world stage, but but to be a goat of your sport, to be a Michael Jordan, to be a Magic Johnson, to be a Michael Phelps. Mm. I mean, Michael Phelps was legit struggling with mental illness. Right, I heard about that. And, yeah. and, and he's talked about his drugs and all kinds of ways to escape pain, pain and depression and suffering, but he still showed up and dealt with the pressure. Now, he's also saved. So mm-hmm. I have to believe that the way that he found to deal with the pressure is the only way you can deal with any pressure, and that's at the feet of Christ. So I have found myself so torn wanting to maybe be too humanistic and say, hey, Simone, you, you, you're supposed to handle the pressure. You're there. And then the other side of me that says, wow, what is this child? She's just mm-hmm. it. What's she yeah. dealing with? And I have such empathy and compassion for her, but I want to pick up the phone and call her and say, if you don't know Jesus, this is how you deal with the pressure. This is how you fight your battles. Yeah. And so I find myself praying and I ask all of you watching to join me because really the the one voice that's the loudest for me about her situation is God, please save your daughter. Please let her know you. Please reveal your power to her. And please let her know that if she lets the fruit of your spirit lead, she can conquer all things. And, you know? Yeah. yeah. Almost like, you know, even when I, when, I, when I see her, you know, she's been very strong and confident through everything, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, so much. And, and it's like almost like when she gets to the world stage, it's, you know, I, you know, I thought it was cool just, you know, seeing Michaela Skinner, you know, who stepped back from a collegiate um, 
career, you know, to come back. She was an alternate at the last Olympics. She came back on this and, you know, she was like a, um, an event specialist. And because Simone stepped back, it's like Michaela was able to step up. And even with Sunisa Lee, you know, who won the gold medal, Simone stepping back allowed her to step up. Like, and so it's, I, it's almost like, I don't know. I was just kind of wondering today because she, she did an interview with this gal where she was like, you know, I'm coming back because it's not about me. It's about these girls. It's about being a survivor and having a voice. And so I almost wonder if maybe that was, I don't know, maybe a part of her plan you know, all along was her wanting to get like her opening the door to give them a place and to give them a platform, like who knows. But I I totally agree with you, Cynthia, that it's for her to get to that point. And then, you know, I know she fell on her first like vault, you know, that we don't, we don't know the pressure she's facing. I know that she, she reposted something that Justin Bieber wrote about her where Justin Bieber said, you know, I stepped away from my like, tour I was doing, you know, because the pressures were a lot. And so you don't even know, I mean, mm. it doesn't have yeah. the word and they have the weight of that, the world on their shoulders and that kind of expectation. And it's, um, it's a lot. I know she posted on her Instagram that she was dealing with something called twisties where wow. like her gym, gymnasts, when they go in the air, it's like, they kind of lose themselves, you know, you see it in her eyes. Yeah. She was lost. So it was- so, so she actually, I saw that she had fallen and then, and then did she like, uh, she just stopped and no. like, she, like, yeah. she removed herself from well, the competition. She, she finished the, you know, the routine, but then she removed herself from the competition. And okay. the one that you could really see when she said, I, I, I was up there. I didn't know where I was. You could see oh. when she goes off this, I think it was a beam or something. Yeah. And I mean, Christina, she's like, I don't know, 12 feet in the air or something crazy. I don't know how high they get. And she's, her eyes are almost like all over the place. Wow. And it was so interesting because I found myself looking at it going, she's, that's a complete demonic attack on her. Like mm-hmm. there was something and she knew that there was something that was not right. And, wow. you know, her thing was, I need to step back to not hurt myself, to not do this. And, and I think, you know, it, I mean, look, I know half the world was judging going, you're letting your teammates down. How could you do that? How do you step down? How do you step back? And it's interesting um, because this is where we have to be silent and prayerfully seek God's view of this, right? Because this is still a young girl. Yeah. We didn't go there to let her teammates down. She went there to compete. You know, she's a champion. She's a, a an athlete. That's what they do. It's in their very nature. You know, watching Michael Phelps has been so fun and funny for me because one of the things he said at one point was, um, you know, the 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 gentleman that's he's been hanging out with, sort of behind the scenes, talking about the different events, said to him, "How you know, how do you feel?" And he was like, "I want to get back in the pool. Like, I want to show these youngsters something because that's what athletes do. They're competitive. So nothing in me can believe that Simone went there." you know, with this plan to let her team down and to stop something yeah. had to be right. Something had to really be happening. That's deep inside of her <clears throat> to get to this. And the thing that's so interesting to me, and I'm so happy to hear what Justin Bieber said to her, because mm-hmm. that already lets me know that as much as the world might be reaching out to her with its answer, Jesus is reaching out to her with the only answer because mm-hmm. he is a true 
colleague and, and, and person that could give her the advice that she needs before the wolves swoop in. Because I got to tell you, the wolves to me are uh, doctrines, organizations, movements, and causes that all want to make this about race or about other things and not about what this young girl really needs, which is that real saving strength and foundation in Christ to get her through whatever she's going through and to carry her on because she's talented and she's gifted and she's got an anointing in that, you know? And it's, it's like, I, I picked up an article yesterday and the byline was something like, you know, Simone Biles is like every black woman, we have too much of a burden to bear, something like that. And I was like, okay, come on. This is not the issue. This is a young girl who has everybody on her side, black and white. This is not a color issue. Don't use this girl to make this a race platform. Don't use this girl to make this about anything. It needs to be about her, period. And mm -hmm. I don't understand why we don't allow people, you know, and look, we're all women of color. I mean, why don't we allow each other the grace to be humans, dealing with their creator before we try to make them platforms for us to stand on and advance a message. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's what, you know, even when you think of, I saw an interview that Simone Biles did with um, this one African-American woman and she was talking about like, well, why did you come back? This is like before the Olympics. And she said, you know, I came back because God called me to come back. Ooh. And she was already talking about God, you know? And so even, you know, even what you said, Cynthia, like no, like an athlete, like for her to go in the gym seven, eight hours a day for the last four years, even through a pandemic um, to just go to the Olympics and not compete, you know, like that, it just sounded, you know, but what she said about the twisties things that she said that when I launch off even like a vault and I lose my sense of direction. She said, I landed on my back. She said, that's not safe, you know? And so yeah. it's just, yeah. I can't imagine. And she was doing stuff that was off the charts. That was just all these all new skills that they weren't even giving her credit for, you know? So she's breaking the boundaries and they're not giving her credit. Plus, you know, I can't imagine, you know, that she's still a young kid, you know, she's what, 20 <laughs> three, 22, 23, 24. Like oh that's so young. Yeah. And uh, I yeah. can't imagine, but her sportsmanship, you know, that she, oh. she's still, you know, cheering those girls on and, um, you know, it's just, I don't think she did it. A lot of people are saying, Oh, she's doing it for media attention. That girl already has media attention. Like she that's doesn't right. anymore. I don't think she's doing it for that. She, genuinely, right. she She's already yeah. she's already a list for all you hate. Yeah. A list means she can pick up the phone and call anybody anywhere and say, "Gosh, I want to come on TV today and speak." Yeah. She's got yeah. that, you know. And but it is really interesting what you said, you know, Christina, because I don't know that it was her plan, you know, to to step back for the other girls to shine. But I know that it was God's plan. Yeah, I know that everything that's happening is because God. It's within his permissive will and his permissive will. And, and here's the note and the lesson for those of you watching within God's permissive will, things will happen. But those things are so good. They're designed yeah. for good. 
people are impacted positively and yeah. people grow. This could yeah. be, perhaps this had to happen to her to bring about her inner healing on a deeper level for things we know right. nothing about. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And perhaps this happened so that those other girls would in fact have their moment to shine because you know how this world is. The media will focus in on one athlete and you might have Suni and these other girls who are killing themselves to earn their place and they can't even get five seconds of airtime or coverage because everyone's so focused on, you know, Simone and everything she does, good, bad, you know, mm. or whatever. And mm. it's, it's, there's an inequity in media that mm -hmm. is just horribly part of the problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, the way that we focus on something until we, you know, we make it a God in media, lift it up and idolize it. And then when it disappoints us, we don't do the work to go to spiritually understand why there's this disappointment. We just immediately get in the flesh, turn around, attack and destroy. And then that becomes the media platform that we stand on. That's how the media operates. And it's demonic. Yeah. You know, what's, what's actually really sad, like what you describe happens in the church as well. Yeah. So I don't just see it in the media. I, it's just, yeah. I don't know if it's just like the brokenness of humanity to mm. see someone with a gifting and then idolize them. And then when they fall, not walk them through mm. healing and then yeah. just throw them out. Well, you're not helping us anymore. So let's just yeah. throw you to the wayside, get it together. And maybe you can come back. I, I you I, know, I, I will definitely say this much, Christina, it is, I don't know what it is either, but I definitely believe there's some laziness in it and, and spiritual laziness. And, and here's what I mean, because I was writing about this this morning. It is easier to go, oh, yeah, he failed. Let's talk about him or her. Throw him to the side and move on. It's easier. Just look for the next easy bait and target idol mm -hmm. victim. You know, and I say idol slash victim because they are one in the same. Don't believe your own hype if you're being lifted up as an idol right now and celebrated for your fame or your talent or whatever. <laughs> Just know that those same people, if they do not seriously know Jesus Christ and are seriously rooted in the word of God, which 90% of the people in the world are not. I'm just going to call it as I see it because even believers aren't rooted where they need to be today. Even believers don't read their Bible and know the word enough to be spiritually mature. So yeah. if you're, if, you better not expect anything more than to be an idol slash victim because you will soon experience the victimization part of mm. this syndrome because that's all that there is. That's the, that's the wow. bookend. That's literally the bookend of being made an idol. And, you know, it's crazy to me that, in the world that we live in right now and in the times that we're living in right now, you guys, I think that, and this may be why the two of you are being stretched. It may be why all of us are being stretched. Yeah. I think God is separating the wheat from the, the tares. I, I, I think the chaff, whatever, whatever you want to call it, you know, whichever translation you want to use. But I just think that Christianity in order for it to be what it needs to be, as we move into these, like there are crazy signs of end times. And since a day is like a thousand years and a thousand years is like a day with the Lord, 
I, I don't know. The end times, you know, we may be here and the end may be tomorrow, but it also may be another thousand years. I don't know. What I do know is this. We are in end times. We see signs. We see it all around us. If you can read Revelation and study Revelation and know that certain things have happened historically, certain shifts have been made uh, with nations and continents that are all in the book of Revelation that are all precursors to the Antichrist and the return of Christ. So we're there. We know this. But man, it, it in knowing this, you've got to know that it's time to get real about mm. what you call your faith. Mm. Yeah. And I think a lot of the stretching has really been, oh, and I say this not wanting to be stretched or more, not wanting to be tested more. You know, I, I say this wanting to get it just from saying it. I do. Because what God needs, what God needs are warriors. Yeah. Believers, the majority of believers are not warriors. They say things to me like, well, you know, it's not my gift to speak. I I don't really talk about Christ like that. Really? Well, if you own me before people, I will own you before my father in heaven, the word says. So, okay, you don't want to be owned before God in heaven. Okay, cool. You sit over there silently in your wealth or on your, you know, island alone and don't talk about Jesus. Or is that really that you don't talk about Jesus because you don't want people to get awkward with you? You don't want people to dislike you or not invite you. Maybe you don't talk about Jesus just because of you, Hmm. you know, for in the last days, men will be lovers of themselves. How much more are you loving yourself in your Hmm. behavior than loving Christ? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And it's so true because even honestly, like I think over this last month, a lot of my time with the Lord has been honestly complaining to him about how, how hard things are, you know, just how tired, like, you know, the, the grind of ministry, the grind of how hard things have been and how hard things are and how, and I'm looking at my schedule and just the stuff I have coming up and, I just felt like, and, and I've had conversations with friends recently that sometimes the Lord's so gentle with me where I see people who have been doing it for like 30, 35 years, right? Like there's a couple awesome couples at my church, you know, like, you know, pastors and their pastors wives. And I remember just having conversations with them. And I just said, what have you guys done for longevity? You know, because I'm seeing that you guys have been in the trenches for 35 years and I'm tapped out and how are you guys doing it? And you still look alive. And they just gave me some very practical things. Like they were just like, Christina, this is what we've done. And I've been uh, like uh, applying those things even over this last week. And even last night, like I had a whosoever event. I drove like three hours. I had a whosoever event. I drove back to our church. We had a junior high lock-in. I was there. I went hard with the kids for five hours you know, really hype. And then I slept for four hours and then we cleaned up and I'm here doing this now. But the Lord has really just been giving me just the importance of pause and the importance of rest, that the rhythm of my life is so different than any of anyone else around me. And to not feel guilty that my schedule and my rhythm is a lot different. My hours are different. Like what I do for work is I tour and I model and then I speak, you know? So obviously my schedule is different and to not feel guilty about how our lives are different. And so 
with that being said, I just feel like the Lord has just been really putting on my heart, like Christina, like you could either complain about how hard things are and how hard things are going to get, or you can ask the questions to other warriors. How have you, what have you done for longevity? And looking back at my life, what do I need to change and what do I need to rewire and take inventory of like cutting out situations, circumstances, extra stuff. I I get asked to do things where the Lord's Mm -hmm. like, no, no, no. And saying yes to the best things for your life at the moment and saying no to things that are draining you. And so those are all things that help because there's a lot of stuff that I get asked to do that I'm like, I can't dude, you know, like even in a couple weeks that we were going to have our junior high camp for church and I was going to drive up to do half the week for junior high to drive back to go for a tour for five days. Like that's, I you know you have, you could only give, you could only give what you can give. And so I think, um, just taking inventory, reprioritizing your life, what you're, what you're giving your time to and really living your life by strict code of conduct. Cause I'm at a point in my life where I just can't afford dude. Emotionally, yeah. I just can't afford. Agreed. 1000%. But yeah. I, will, but I will say this, right. Yeah. Don't you find that when God has told you to be there? Yeah. Right? Yeah, use supernatural strength or energy to do oh, it. Oh, 100%. Oh, 100%. You know, you know when you're doing something in your own strength. I know at this point, being 34 years old. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Nope. I'm I did this and I, I he never asked me to do this. Why am I doing this? <laughs> right. right. And, I, and I think the reality of that, uh, Christina, yeah, is the rea- is couched with what you're saying, CB, is yeah. is that like some of those things that you get asked to do, you also know instinctively, this ain't God. This is a distraction yeah, or this is right. extra. And I have this full plate and there's no room for extra. But when it's God, there's always room for extra, which, I, which I find interesting. And I also find that, I mean, we really, I mean, for me, I'm finding that I really have to pray about everything because like I have all these invites right now, right? To go do this, you know, um, go to go to this event in Wyoming, so-and-so's going and this person's going to be there and so-and-so. And it's like, okay, what dates are those? Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I guess, I guess a Christian sort of Lollapalooza event prayer worship. Well, I guess that could be good. Okay. Then there's this other thing. Fly to LA, come to the concert with Bieber and Chance and, you know, and, and this is going on. And, but, and I got to tell you to the concert flight to LA, I, I literally was like, no, it would be great. It will, I, everywhere I go, I bring me and I always enjoy for the most part. So it's not about that. It was just God is there a reason for me to get on a plane right now when I feel like I have a responsibility to finish some things here? Clear. Stay and fit. Let your yes mean yes. Your no mean yo. No. First things first. Don't don't go. Okay. And then the other thing. Well, it sort of conflicts with a time that I set aside for myself and Roger and Christian and I to have a family vacation, which we have not had in years, mm-hmm. where we read the word together pray together, listen to worship music and rest. Mm. And I'm 
and and I know that rest is a weapon. And yes. so, you know, even with the other invite, and I love I love when something is a distraction because the enemy makes it sweeter and sweeter, right? So the current <laughs> sweetening of the invite that would conflict with the family vacation is mm. you can ride on the private plane with me. And I'm like, you know, and, and I'm sitting there thinking, and you you guys, I'm, I'm a bit older and, and, and I just can't wait till you reach that moment where you're just so old and jaded in the Lord that you're like, I've been on plenty of private planes, sister. It ain't happening. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not right. impressed and I will not be moved from my position oh. to open my Bible and sit alone with the Lord on a beach, you know, like, right. you know, but. It really, but but if I felt the Lord say to me, there's purpose, you need to go. I'm Mm. open, you know, I'm open, right? right? Because we, we live our lives to serve him and his kingdom. Right. And when you make that choice to serve him, it is, it has far more great, like far greater reward, not just in the spiritual or in, you know, in eternity, but like in that moment, I found that as well, like the sweeter thing, that's the distraction let's say you give into it and it wasn't that great anyways, you know, as opposed to the other option of something that you didn't, weren't naturally drawn to whatever the Lord has his favor on and that he's putting his, that he's highlighting. He always, that grace to partner with him is so amazing. And I, to me, I feel like that's super exhilarating to live in that place of partnership with the Lord. And I just Mm -hmm. want to add on that, not just with, not just like saying yes to things I've been learning over this last year is like saying no to, uh, I mean, not saying no to people. Cause yes, we yeah. got to love people for sure. But like, I've been feeling mm. such a highlight from the Lord to be like, you need to guard yeah. your heart, guard yeah. your time, guard your heart, not just with like doing ministry, but like, who are you, who are you spending time with? You know, yeah. like, like who, who needs you? And who, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's so many people that like need your time, who want you to mentor them, who want you to pour into them, who want to go to coffee with you, who need, you know, do you know, you guys know what I'm saying? And like, the Lord has just been like, no, this is toxic. It's not the right time. It wouldn't benefit or yes to this. This situation seems actually crazier, but I'm giving you grace to go into this relationship and speak over Mm -hmm. this person. Like I'm noticing like, like, like the Lord is like, not this woman on the outside, She's Christian. She does X, Y, and Z. It would be seemingly like, yeah, spend time mm-hmm. with her. It's been like, no, yes yeah. to this, no to that. So I think it's like, no. I'm just seeing, I'm seeing how people not mm-hmm. in their own brokenness can suck that life source out of you that you're trying to recover and mm-hmm. like get in your rest time and in your time with the Lord. And it's like, I, I think we are called to guard our hearts in that sense, not to build walls, but yeah. to be good gatekeepers of our hearts. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because yeah. I, I don't want to come off as like, you know, don't love people. That's not what I'm saying. But there's a place where you can overextend yourself for something you were not called to do, you know? Yeah. Well, I think you also have to be diligent. You know, it's like finding the balance also with making sure that people don't look here at you, but look up at him. Mm-hmm. That, that is, yeah. you know, that's important because, yeah, you know, that's for, really for, good. You know, for any of you watching, like looking here, mm-hmm. it, it just, you're just gonna see, you know, eye to eye other people. Yeah, no matter what position they might occupy, no matter who 
you might think that someone is in Christ or in their leadership role or whatever, they're still just here to hear their people. They're, their feet are standing yeah. on the same ground yours are, right? And yeah. you know, and only hopefully their ground is not shakier than yours. So yeah. it's important to look up. And I think in looking up, I mean, come on. I mean, not even I think. I know that in looking up, that's where your power is. Now, that's not to say that you don't need mentors and fellowship because we do. But I think that it's very tempting to ask someone to be your mentor who looks appealing, maybe is in a position you want to go to, you know, maybe has a role you want to occupy. You know, it's, it's easy to ask a famous person, quote unquote, you know, will you mentor me? I want to be an actor. Then to actually say, God, bring a really talented actor around close to me, around me who can mentor me. I don't care who they are as long as they're from you. Mm. That's really and truly what you need to be doing because the whole thing of asking for men- mentorship or even, you know, Christina, you know, and I know Christina, you're in a big, uh, Christina Reynolds, you're in a big community, church community mm-hmm. where you are. And a lot of young people, well, both of you, you know, it's, it's easy for a lot of young people to be like, I want to, I want to hang out with you. Can you come with me? I need you, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, I mean, also these young people, I think, need to also ask themselves, you know, and for those of you watching, you know, ask yourself, am I asking this person for their time or their mentorship because of who they are? Because God is telling me, Mm. you know, because a lot of times it's just not humanly possible. Um, No, I I know right now, you know, I, I've, I have a commitment to people to finish my next book, right? And I've been, you know, I realized like, it's not just a commitment to people to finish my next book. It's a commitment to God to steward well the opportunity that he's given me. Mm. That anybody even wants to publish my book, mm-hmm. a book, you know? And so that means I, I, you know, right now I have to say no to a lot. I, I don't have extra time. I mean, I, mm. I, I sat at my desk for the last two days for 24 hours. Mm. I woke up, I went to my desk, I ate at my desk, I wrote, I wrote, I wrote, I ate at my desk, I wrote, I wrote, I wrote, I went to sleep. I woke up, I sat at my desk, I ate at my desk, I wrote, I wrote. I, I mean, that's that's how it is when I'm in, because that's the flow that I need to be in to hear from the Lord. Yeah. 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 I need to be focused completely on him. And yeah. and and then when it when yeah. there's a connection outside of a moment like that. Oh, God always brings it. Yeah. I'll take a break to go to the gas station and there may be someone there that ends up getting just evangelized and led to Christ. And I know it's like, okay, God, that was you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's just true. Like you, like, even as I tour, like Mm -hmm. we reach a lot of kids, you know, all around the world, but the only kids that I actually spend time with consistently are the kids at my church. I serve at our young adults, junior high and high school. But even with our high school girls, I usually like before high school group on Thursdays, we, I usually get to the church at six, but at five o'clock, I'm like, Hey, let's all do a horse day. So I had like five girls. We met at the ranch. We had a horse day with my horse this last week. I said, let's do basketball. So we all did basketball. We're planning for another day where there's going to be nine of us and we're all going to wear flower dresses and go out to the field to take pictures with my horse and have like a photography horse, like flower dress day. 
same thing with my junior high girls. Like I usually kind of just, I schedule time in with them um, to pour in consistently. Cause even with those girls, I'm, I'm raising them up, you know, to be, you know, leaders, you know, bring them with me on different whosoever events and stuff. But those are the only girls in my life that the Lord's asked me to pour into consistently and to, you know, to be there for, even with our junior high kids, um, I would not have left a whosoever event at nine thirty, nine o'clock. Actually, I left at nine o'clock, like nine fifteen, to be back at my church by ten thirty um, for a lock-in for the night. You know, I wouldn't have done it for any other junior high group, but I'm with my junior hires every week, and those kids mean so much to me because it's really God giving me His heart for them. And yeah. I think is you know because I've realized what my capacity is. My capacity is that right. I yeah. invest in these kids then um, long-term, those are the kids I'm called to invest in. So when I go on tour, you know, I, I give, I kind of go into a different mode. Like when I go on tour and there's someone that wants to talk, you know, I listen, I pray with them. I encourage them. I have an arsenal of books, you know, that I'm like, Hey, I want you to get this book. I always connect them with the youth leader and that, and I pass the baton on. I don't commit, mm-hmm. I don't give my number out. I don't give my email out even to youth pastors and youth leaders. I don't because I can't commit to helping them with their kids to be a resource because we do so many churches, so many events right. every year, and that list begins to pile up. And before you know it, you're getting calls all day, every day. Like, Hey, I have a kid dealing with this. I have a kid dealing with this and I know what my capacity is. And that's how I burned myself out over the years that I'm just at a point where I know that I can only do what I could do and I'm okay with that. There is an end to what I could do, you know? Yeah. And so it's not worth burning the candle at both ends and sacrificing yourself on the altar of ministry, you know, yeah. to people that you're whatever, like even this last Tuesday, I had a photo shoot in San Diego. I could have driven three and a half hours back to be back for a young adults group to serve, but the Lord was like, no, you're just going to sit back. You're going to go visit. So I visit, I sat with a friend that I went to India with twice. You know, we had coffee for two and a half hours after I visited my, my spiritual parents were the closest people to me in the world in Vista, you know? And so I spent a night hanging out with people and then I drove back late yeah. and that was cool, you know? And so I think there's yeah. only so much that you could do. And that is in, that comes to, you know, whether you're like a mom, whether you're a wife or whatever, yeah. Cause well, I can only imagine as a single person, as a single person, there is, I have a lot, I have a lot more availability as a single person, but there's even a max to what I could do Right. as a wife. And as a mother, I see people that are wives and mothers trying to do as much as I'm doing. And I'm like, dude, I don't know how you're doing as much as I'm doing when, when I almost wonder, is your marriage and your own kids being neglected? Because I, 100%. There's I, no I, way. Right. Yeah. I was just going to say the question you should be asking is, how are your kids doing and your husband? Right. Doing? Right. Yeah, right. it's not worth it, which is why I've told the Lord, I love being single in this season because I can literally go all out. Like when when my team calls me and says, hey, do you want to, can you go hop on an Idaho tour in two weeks? I'm like, yeah, they sent me my flight and hotels easy. Like I don't have to answer to anyone. I just go, you know, but when you're, when you're married and you have kids and you're saying yes to people outside of your home more than saying yes to your kids and your husband, because you want to please people and because you want to make it seem like you're this godly person that's serving, 
that's where I feel like you have to take inventory in your personal life and say, am I only doing this? Cause I want to have value and validation with people that I'm not getting mm. in because I've seen that a lot with right. yeah. married people, whatever, where they're just like, dude, because they're not getting that applause at home. They're doing ministry and they're doing all this stuff to seem like a rock star outside of their home and to seem like this amazing person, but it's just not, it's not worth it. And I only oh, know God. that because I'm the one that has to sit with their kids and say, I was doing this. My dad is doing this. And I feel like I'm being put on the back burner and I'm just like, I'm so sorry. And oftentimes their kids. Mm. Yeah. Well, right. Uh, Oftentimes I was one of them. I mean, (laughs) join the rest of the group, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And and I do think that's why, you know, pastors, kids, they all will tell you that they all have had most of them that I know, I won't say they all, most of them that I know and have met have, have horror stories. Of feel of of things that they've gone through and rebellion and feelings and emotions because I mean let's be real put that put the pastor right here okay put mm-hmm. the man of God right here right he he right. he's just a man and mm-hmm. he may like many men make his career first which mm-hmm. means he's making an idol of his career and while he's calling it ministry he's actually betraying and messing up his first ministry, which is to his wife and children. And that yeah. ministry may not have cameras and it mm-hmm. may not have magazines and it may not have fame and people applauding, but oh, trust me, you mess that up, you're gonna live with it eternally. And I think, I mean, come on, you guys, we, we, we've seen that in the church yeah. the last year, hugely pastors. Yes. You know, these pastors who are rock stars, you know, on Christian television and rock stars in the Christian faith. And I mean, I am always amazed when other Christians say, oh, so-and-so is going to be there. And the so-and-so they're mentioning is like a Christian leader or something. Because I'm mm-hmm. like, y'all are sick. This is the kingdom of God. Ain't nobody right. famous but Jesus. Ain't mm-hmm. nobody important but Jesus. He alone is the famous one. So why right. are you pandering to fame and unnamed? And what's wrong? I literally cringe. I it, it cringe. makes me cringe. Why? But no, but this is like this is why actually like when I heard about all these things coming up and like I am seeing a lot of like really messed up things happening in the church right mm-hmm. now that I can't talk about that I've had to literally, Jesus has had to take my hand and walk me through because I, it, it just infuriates me. And these are people who are supposedly heavy hitters mm-hmm. in the Christian world. And this whole like idolizing, like what you're talking about, how we idolize like Simone Biles or whoever, or Chance or Justin Bieber, like the church does the same thing. And I, it's so cringeworthy. But when I hear about these things coming to the light and being exposed, I'm like, that is the mercy of God to not allow you as a church leader of like thousands of people on this global branch to continue to live in sin and cover it up. It's because he cares about you. And it actually gives, at first I was really distraught over just, there's been so many things coming out about different, like big dudes in like the Christian faith, but I'm going, oh, God cares so much about our eternity, like, like us in eternity, that he will go to the max to make sure that we do not get caught up in our sin and our pride and our illusions of our faith so that we can be near him. You know what I'm saying? And 
if you read about heavenly encounters, a lot of heavenly encounters kind of share the same story of like seeing people at the judgment seat or like um, in the throne room. And there are people that we revered and we honored and we idolized. And their testimony is always pride almost got me. Mm. But but for the mercy of God, he allowed me to go through suffering. He allowed me to go through the fire. He allowed me to get sick. I mean, I, I won't go there, but he, he made my life hell so that I could turn because he mm. cares about our eternal destiny. Yep. He doesn't care yep. about us being on a stage or he could care less if I won Grammys or like mm. I had a million followers on my whatever <laughs> name, the next social media platform. Like right. he really cares about my heart and like the people that I can, I can influence or encounter. Mm-hmm. So it's where their destiny is changed forever. Like it's like a whole mind shift, you know, and yeah. I am fucking against this freaking rock star Christianity. Like it grosses me out. I want to yeah. literally throw up. Yeah. I'm and, right. I'm right there. I'm right there with you. And, and it's, it's, I believe that it's responsible for the powerlessness of the church around the world right now. And I do say powerlessness <laughs> because let's be real. If the church had power, like Power, like godly power, Holy Spirit working through us. We are sorted out power. Mm. Would the nations look like they do today? No. I have to say no, right? I think not. And, And, you know, it's like, listen, you guys, I mean, it's right there in the word. God says, hey. Some of you are going to say to me, didn't I do great things in your name? And I'm going to say to you, get away from me, you workers of iniquity. You never knew me. Like, he's going to say that to somebody. There's a reason why he tells us going through the narrow gate, because the road to to hell is wide and the path that leads to it is easy, right? He tells us this because somebody in the church, this isn't somebody outside of the church. This is an admonition and a warning for somebody, some of you in the church, that you are not where you think you are. And you need to admit how high you are before you fall and live in your fall forever. And that's real. That's, you know, that's real. I mean, it's, it's, it, it, this is for church people. And I, I, I mean, I look, you know, goes back to one of the comments um, from, I think, Dean. When she said, we don't talk about mental health in the church. I honest to God think that a lot of these leaders and pastors are mentally unhealthy. And that's why they're falling into fornication, adultery, all kinds of sin, all Mm -hmm. kinds of lying, cheating. They're not integral in business. You know, some of the worst business deals my husband and I have ever done have been with quote unquote men of God. Yeah. Come on now. I mean, come on now. This is not where we're supposed to be. And I I really believe that, you know, this isn't about, look, we don't cancel. And that's not what we do. You know, I, I don't, women don't really cancel anyway. We're, we're, we're sort of conditioned to forgive, nurture, and love back to health. It's how we're made up. Um, you know? <laughs> I mean, so it's always unnatural to me. I mean, even the whole cancel culture thing, which I do believe was started by uh, women. And uh, I have to look into that. But I see women behind a lot of these movements. And I'm like, oh, that's really interesting because I don't see the nurturing heart of, of God or, of, of you know, of women there. But 
in any case, I, you know, we should be hating the sin and trying to love right. the sinner, you know, but if the sinner doesn't want, you know, the word, if the mm -hmm. sinner doesn't want to repent, I don't have time to waste. Brush your shoulders off. You know, Jesus said, yeah. you know, if they don't welcome you in my name, you got to brush it off and keep moving. You know? mm -hmm. And um, there's a real heavy spirit of deception, rebellion, and confusion, you know, on a lot of church leaders. And I can't help but think it's there because when, when, when you create rock star Christianity and you take pastors and put them on podiums and they begin to feel that they are Bono, you know, or, or Mick Jagger for Pete's sake. I mean, what else are you going to see except their ugliness? Yeah. Because pride is ugly. Mm -hmm. Pride also goes before a fall. Yeah. 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 I, I just, okay, I realized I just got really like, I, I, I meant everything I said, but I think something that the Lord is also teaching me is like, he's like, Christina, it's okay to be angry at wickedness. It's okay to see injustice and be like, that is not okay. And I will not stand with that. But it's not okay for me to, like you said, cancel and go, well, therefore I'm discrediting everything about you. Insert the name of whatever leader, whatever highly respected, whatever. It's not okay for me to therefore go, Everything about you is disgusting and wrong, and I hate you, and I'm never listening to anything. You know, like that's just like it's just the extremity of my right. extremeness yeah. of my personality. It's like, well, then I'm excommunicating you with it, which basically just means I'm canceling you. Right. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that's not being godly either. So mm -hmm. I'm currently in that. I'm walking through that struggle and trying to find that line of like, I hate that sin that you're doing, right. but I want to have compassion because I know I'm broken. I'm like two decisions away from being in that same position. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, so pray for me. I'm trying to walk through that right now. Like, yeah. I feel like I need to call you guys and like actually share. And like you guys, I feel like you guys have been through it. Totally. But I I mean, me. no, you do, you do like always call, but you know, Christina, like, but the flip side of what you're saying is, and I get it. Cause I'm very much like you in this way. I, I, unrighteousness is just ugly and it makes me angry, especially from leaders because I'm expecting them to lead. You know, you know what I mean? It's like I my expectation is that you're going to lead, but you're holding righteousness in unrighteousness. Whoa. And the Bible says that. Woe to you who hold righteousness in unrighteousness. So, OK, you know, I think the reaction that we're having is correct, but. You know, it's easy to apply the fruits of the spirit, right? Because fruits of the spirit, let's go. We want God, we want to let the fruit of our Lord lead us. And that one fruit has nine characteristics, nine components. Love, joy, peace, kindness, gentleness, self-control. Uh, you know, I'm trying to go through all of them. Uh, love, joy, peace, kindness, gentleness, self-control. Uh, Patience. 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 Big one. Patience. What's the other two? Can't remember them. Anna, find the scripture and throw it up on the screen. But anyway, um, we want to let those things lead because when those, when God, we want to let God lead because when God is leading us, we're able to respond in the way that he responds, right? What would Jesus do? He would exercise patience, kindness, love, joy, 
peace, self-control, you know, like I can only seem to get six of these fruits of the spirit. <laughs> I need but, to look it up. But, but it's, like, it's like what he would do is the antithesis of what we would do in the flesh. So when I, so I say that only to say this, Christina, yeah, okay. There is a, there's a godly response we're supposed to have on the other side of that moment of, oh my goodness, this is ridiculous, right? So, but it doesn't negate that what you're feeling is correct. It's, it, right. it's the correct response to the sin, the, the sin and the hypocrisy that you see. Then the next response is, God, how do I, how do I deal with this person the way that you would deal with this person? How do I, how do I apply a response to this situation that will actually evidence you, even if it doesn't force a change in this person? Because right. I yeah. sometimes people will not change, right? That's really good. Sometimes they won't. Sometimes, sometimes the seeds of Christ-like behavior that you plant will just be seeds that the person remembers years later when. Yeah we're finally broken and surrendered before right. the Lord. And I, 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 I just don't think, you know, we can't ever know because only God can do a perfect work in a yeah. moment, right? Yeah, at, be- at best, we just recognize the moments in time where we see ugliness, failure, and all kinds of fruits of the world. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, and it, it's, look, I mean, it is not easy because what you're realizing is that these people, especially when they're in positions of leadership, they're a part of the problem in the world, not a part of the solution. And I know I'm invested in being a part of the solution and I'm invested in people who want to be a part of the solution. When you want to be a part of the problem and you're, you're like, you know, walking around fronting and, and flexing and talking all kinds of godly stuff. That's not true. It's, I'm going to the fruit of a baseball bat before I get to the fruit of the spirit. So, yeah, judgment. you know, it's because it's so not right. You know, it's so not right. And you're, but then again, there are things that I do that are so not right. 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 And I want to be, and I want to be, I want to take that verse seriously of like, you know, not pointing out the piece of dust and so, or the speck in someone's eye when I have a plank in my own. Like, so I'm, that's why I'm like, yeah. I, I'm learning all this as well yeah. to all of you who are maybe in a situation like this, like walking that line with the Lord. It's hard. Yeah. But. Yeah. It is hard, but it, but you have to just do it prayerfully. Mm. You know? And and for any of you watching, you know, I think it will always come down <laughs> to this one kind of simplistic sounding, but not simple at all to live answer. Prayer, you know, do it prayerfully. Did God prayerfully tell you to do this, to entertain that, to feel this way, or how do you respond? Look, yeah. I think I think sometimes, I mean, there is a time to just go like that with people. Mm-hmm. There is, you yeah. know, and 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 God's going to tell you when it's that time for whatever situation you're in and whomever you're dealing yeah. with. You know, you're not going to hurt them, slander them, talk about them behind their back. Okay. You're going to be godly, but there is a time to go not dealing with you and all that hypocritical ungodliness. I see. Mm-hmm. 
Don't come to me for, you know, help with your agenda because your agenda is not correct. Mm. And, and yes, those people that God says, get away from me. You never knew me. Mm. I mean, they will have done great things. It says in the Bible, you know, Hey Lord, didn't I do great things in your name? That means that some of these people are right now today, famous, doing really big things for the kingdom of God being mm-hmm. celebrated on TVN and Christianity today. And they're the people that other people want to sit next to at the worship concert. I mean, it's sad to say that this stuff exists in the kingdom of God, but in a certain sense, this is all God's kingdom and all kinds of mess exists inside of it. Believers, unbelievers, you know, I mean, you don't have to accept that Christ is your Lord and savior, to be in God's kingdom, you occupy in territory that he died and paid for. Whether you choose yeah. to receive the blessing of that or not is on you, you yeah. know, but this is God's kingdom. It's his world. Yeah. It's his planet. It's his thing. We're yeah. all of his thing. And those of us who actually survive, I think this walk, man, are the ones of us who go, yeah. hey, this sucks right now, but I'm going to partner with you, God, and try to Thank figure you. out in partnership with you how to handle this situation. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. It's really yeah, good. It's good. Yeah. So man, ladies, I do believe we've hit our, our time for today for all of you watching. Um, I want to make sure. Yep. It's easy to let God lead through the fruits of the spirit. Then it's not easy because he wants to lead out of the flesh. Yeah. Well, I'm looking at some of the comments that came in today. Um, Ashley also says skeletons in the closet won't remain there. Eventually they'll be revealed and put to death in front of everyone. Well, look, the word tells us that what's done in the dark Mm. will be exposed by the light. So Mm. yeah. Yeah. Ladies, any, you have anything to say before we close? I feel like you dropped a lot of bombs that were very helpful yeah. for me. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, you guys, thank you, uh, Miche and all of you. Thank you for all of you watching from around the world. Thank you for joining us every week here on Girl Club. Thank you for being real girls who want to bring your real challenges and issues to mm-hmm. a real faith. Thank you. Because what the world needs now is real. You know, it needs real people. And I, I I say real because I'm hesitant to ever use the word authentic because that word is so misused by so many doctrines because our authenticity and our authentic self is only found when we have mined into the word of God, mind it like in a gold mine, dig into it, figure it out, suck it up, read it, enjoy it. You know, when we root our lives in the word of God and and in deep understanding of what God wants and expects from us in our lives, man, that's when we're that's when we're authentic, you know, so the world would just tell you to just mine into what you want. Do you do what thou will? Yeah. Slogan of Satanism. And, you know, um, change it if you don't like what it Mm. is about yourself. I mean, the world will tell you just to completely be your own God and serve your own flesh. That's not authenticity. No. That is calling the lie the truth. Mm. And, um, sign of the end times. 
calling mm-hmm. the lie the truth, you know? So when men are lovers of themselves, you know, possessing and having a form of godliness, but lacking the real power. So thanks for watching Girl Club because we are invested in not just having a form of godliness, but in walking in the real power Mm. of our faith. So I'm Cynthia Garrett and I love you guys. Thank you for joining, man. The two of you are such huge blessings. Huge blessings. Thank you. You know, (laughs) hang, don't just hang in there, man. Like, Hang in there and conquer. Mm, yeah. 100%. You know? Yeah. I love y'all. Thanks for watching. Yes, too. We love so, you guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye, everyone. Have you ever attempted to read the entire Bible? Did you do it, or did you only make it part way? I'm John Stonge, and I host a podcast that will make it possible for you to make it through the entire Bible, one chapter at a time. I've been hosting the Chapter a Day Audio Bible Podcast since 2015, and every single day of the week, I read one chapter of Scripture, then follow that up with a time of prayer. And if you're looking for daily insights and inspiration directly from God's Word, I hope you'll give the Chapter a Day Audio Bible a listen. You can find it at lifeaudio.com or on your favorite podcasting app.